guys happy friday it's your girl chris nayana and this is the black talk radio ig live interview with jabari on the beat we're gonna get started in a little bit but you know how are you guys It's really raining today like honestly the rain has been trying to make my energy go down but we're not letting that happen um for those of y'all just joining in this is the black talk radio ig live interview with jabari um he's actually early because we got it's 5:59 and it starts at 6 so shout out to him and we're just gonna jump right in, basically. Um, so yeah, let me see. For those of y'all just getting in, this is the Black Talk Radio IG Live interview with Jabari. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yo, what's good? How you feeling? I'm good. How are you? It's been raining all day. I'm in Jersey. Oh, you in so- Jersey? Yeah, it's been raining like all completely all day. So I just been, you know, at home chilling. But That's yeah. wild. I'm I'm in I'm in PR right now. You know the the weather be on and off here. I'm still getting used to it. Okay. So when you say on and off like rain and then sun or Yeah, it'll rain like for ten minutes and then go back to sunny. That shit is weird. We're still getting used to it. Okay. I'm Jamaican, <laughs> so that like reminds me of Jamaica like I was about to say the same thing, right? Yeah, like super like super hard and then the sun will be out so i definitely feel you on that so for i those appreciate you having me this is the black talk radio ig live interview with jabari um i'm gonna be asking him some questions getting to know him you guys can also ask questions as well feel free to leave them in the chat box and yeah we're just gonna get right into it so first things first tell us where you're from and what made you start getting into producing um I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Um, my whole family's from Brooklyn, born and raised in Brooklyn. Um, I wish I knew where my parents were from. I don't. Um, I got into music, I want to say, like, um, I got into music my last year of high school, and I only got into it really because um, I, had a lot of, I had a lot of trouble with, like, depression, um, and I really didn't know, like, the best way to kind of cope with things. So I just started making music uh, as, like, an outlet, sort of, kind of. Um... And it kind of just took off from there. So, yeah. No. Okay. So, um, you started in high school, and it was kind of like, like, I guess, a form of therapy for you. Yeah. With making music. So, I kind of want to, I kind of did my, I did my homework. So, mm-hmm. um, I learned that you said you did go to college for a uh-huh. period of time, and then you left. To pursue music. So, I really. Oh, yeah, you did your homework for real, for real. What your experience was with that. Um, damn, I ain't gonna lie, you did your research. Thank so, you. Thank you. <laughs> so basically, I was going to college. I got accepted into college on a full tuition scholarship, which means like all my tuition was covered. So all I had to take care of was like meals and shit. And if you come from like a, a background like me, it's, it's pretty much a full ride. Um, I was going to like Middlebury, which is like a little Ivy League school or whatever. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, like I was there and I wasn't comfortable at all. Um, mm. PWIs is like kind of hard. It's like a hard topic, you know. Um, 
certain yeah. things you don't feel comfortable with, you know, you know, you know how that goes. Like the systems in place at PWIs usually aren't really well suited for exactly. people like us. So um, I was really uncomfortable. Um, I felt like I didn't really have anyone to talk to. And eventually um, I got discharged. Um, I, I guess you could call it like, I just got discharged from, from Middlebury. Um, mm -hmm. And they told me they wanted me to do like a semester um, at a community college in New York. And I was like, that's some bullshit. I ain't doing that shit. Um, <laughs> so basically like I ended up, I ended up going back to New York um, mm -hmm. after they, they sent me home and I tried to do a semester at a community college and it was too much. I was like, this is a, like, ridiculous. Like I can't do this. Um, so after like two weeks, I left. I left community college and I dropped out officially and I got a lot of shit for it. You know, my family hated me for a little bit. It's cool. It was cool. Um, and I told myself, like, I'm going to sit in my room for six months mm -hmm. and I'm going to just do this music shit. And if it don't work in a year, then fuck it. I tried. So for like six months, I sat in my room after I dropped out of school, like completely. Um, just didn't just didn't leave my room. I worked on beats every single day. I uploaded them to YouTube. And the first person to hit me up was Bryson Tiller. Um, I can't speak too much on that, but look out for Serenity album that's coming. But he was the first one to really, like, show me love. Um, right. And um, although, like, it wasn't a life-changing experience. I guess some people might, but um, yeah, we got four in here. Um, <laughs> it wasn't, like, a crazy life-changing experience. But um, it was a foot in the door, you know. And I figured that if Bryson Tiller um, was fucking with me, then I, I, I guess I had something, you know. I guess I had a little bit of um, something going for myself. So I decided to keep going, you know. Right. Thank you for sharing that. And I love that you mentioned how you were going to a PWI and that you just felt like, you know, it wasn't for you and that like you didn't like you didn't belong because I feel like a lot of times so many schools, they, you know, they look at minority kids and they give them money and they say, oh, come to our school. But then there's like zero resources for them. Which yeah. is a really important topic that you brought up. And yeah with um you know getting that feedback from bryson i think mm. everyone in their creative career they always get that one opportunity that is like a sign of like this is what you're meant to do mm -hmm. so yeah. i think it's super important that you mentioned that and you paid attention to that so now i want to talk a little bit about your creative process so you said that you stayed in your room for six months you was like i'm doing this we making beats point blank mm -hmm. period Gangster. So, what is like? What is your creative process like? Like, you know, what, what is it like? Do you listen to samples to try to get a vibe? Like, what is it like for you? Yeah, um, that's it. That's interesting. You, you got some good questions. I ain't gonna lie. Um, <laughs> Thank you. so these days, like, I kind of got the formula, at least my own little formula, down packed. But like in my early days, from around that time, I told you with like Bryson Tiller, and when I first dropped out. Um, I didn't have the skills to really be, like, a crazy music producer. Like, I'm not musically trained. I don't think I'm musically inclined. Like, you know, like, I don't come from, like, a family of a choir or anything like that. So a lot of my early work was samples. Um, I figured, well, like, you know, if I could flip, like, samples from the 80s, 90s, or just underground contemporary music that nobody heard, I could still make something amazing, even though I'm not myself and not capable of, like, playing the instrument or, you know, doing things like that. So, like, a good bulk of my early career was just flipping, like, flipping samples, you know? Um, and I, it worked. Like, uh, my YouTube channel, like, blew up off of that shit. Like, completely blew up. Um, I just started labeling them, like, Drake-type beats and shit. Um, and, like, my whole early just creative process was just finding the sample, flipping it, flipping it, flipping it, flipping it. Right. Um, 
and it, it just worked, you know. Like I didn't think it was gonna work. I didn't think it was gonna shoot, but it, it shot. Um, and yeah, my YouTube channel ended up doing what it did. Um, so I was happy about that. But these days, as you you probably already know, we'll get to that later. I'm working a lot with JI, so um, my creative process kind of became more focused, like more tuned to just like what JI likes and what JI you know can go mm -hmm. do best on. So um, I, these days I kind of just start with like you know, um something a melody that i think he might like and then i'll just build from there um as opposed to just finding a sample and trying to clear it and things like that it's a lot so mm, yeah that 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 yeah. is a lot <laughs> so you mentioned ji so my next question is how did you guys basically form your guys's relationship and mm -hmm. how did you get to work with him and things of that nature and i i've seen that you are like under g-star management so i'm going to yeah, yeah. talk a little bit about that and what that transition was like for you um so I met I met JI um through a friend. Um I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, a girl I was talking to at the time. Um <laughs> she was like, you know, she was a musician herself and she was like, Yo, there's this kid you gotta listen to named JI and it was at, when like Need Me just very like just released, like not even a month until it's released. And I'm thinking it's gonna be like, oh another like New York rapper. I'm tired of this shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I'm like, oh man. So I'm getting ready. I'm like, man, it's about to kill me. This shit about and, to be bad. Yeah, right. And it was it was at the time when my YouTube was already popping. So you know, I was moving a little boozy, like I can't just listen to anybody's music. You you know, I was moving like that. And then um I heard Nimi. I'm like, oh shit, this I was like, this kind of heat, I ain't gonna lie. I ended up bumping that shit for like the whole day. And I was like, damn, I wanna work with this kid. So I'm going to his Instagram thinking he's gonna be like some nobody. And of course he had like his 500 K or whatever. So I'm like, all right, what's up, John? So I'm like, all right, cool. Um, at the time I was best friends with his producer. I wasn't his producer at the time. I was best friends with his producer, Palace. Palace mm -hmm. is like really, really big on YouTube. He just was on Pop Smoke album. That's one of my best friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um I told Palace, I was like, yo, like what you got working on? I'm working on, you know, shit for like Bryson and um Soup Dog and all the other people. He's like, I'm working on shit for XYZ and JI. And I'm like, yo, bro, like, I really want to work with J.I. Because, like, I'm I'm a big producer, but I hadn't worked with any New York artists yet. So it was cool. So, like, no one in New York knew who the fuck I was. But I'm like, damn. But everyone on YouTube, that knows who I am. So he threw me a pass, and I sent him the sample I chopped from his underground song. Um, and he used it for used to. Um, he used it for used to. And I didn't think it was going to, you know, anything was going to come of it. And he ended up, he sent me used to, like, the next day. And I'm like, oh, shit. Let's That's go. so good. Yeah. Like right and i was like okay bet so it's fire um and i thought that was gonna be the last time i work with jr i'm like damn it's gonna be the last time i'm working with this kid again fuck like i'm tight um but i happen to be best friends with his whole team which i didn't know i was best friends with his friend named carter and carter mm -hmm. was best friends with the, the guy who made um nimi dio and apollo which are uh, jr's like two best friends and i didn't know this so i right. told carter i'm like yo carter like um i see you guys got like g-star going on like i would love to like work some more and he was like, bro, like, they already know about you from a year ago. I'm like, oh, shit. They did know about me from a year ago, but I, I didn't think about the connection at the time. So um, I was like, yo, like, I want to – I hit up um, Dio who didn't need me, and I'm like, yo, I want to be a part of G-Star. Like, what do I have to do? Mm -hmm. And he was like, well, if we got good chemistry, you valid. So I'm like, damn, I don't know what that means. I'm like, this ain't going to work. I'm like, what you mean good chemistry? Like, that can mean many different things. So um, he's like, yo, just send me, like, a, a collab we could do, and we'll see. So I'm like, all right, I'm sweating, I'm nervous. I'm like, yo, please, like, I, I need I need this to shoot. 
So um, I don't know if you heard like the love in the club snippet that he did. Um, the the Jay shit was like, yeah, it was like I can't show love in this club. So um, I sent him like the I pretty much did the whole beat for that, and I sent it over to Dio to just like add something here and there. Um, and they was on tour at the time, and I didn't think like anything of it. I thought the beat was ass. I'm gonna be very honest with you. I was like, damn, this isn't my best work. But um, Dio like added some shit and organized it for Jay, and I see he's on tour live and he recorded that shit live and. He's like, yo, we need you on G Star. Like, this is your second song in is a hit. And next thing you know, I end up producing this whole project. So, yeah. Wow. That is pretty dope. Yeah, it was crazy. I'm with this nigga like every day now, just living life, you know? That's good. That's really good. Um, So, do you think like being a part of G Star has basically kept you, I guess, grounded in the industry? Because I know like for people. Mm-hmm just coming in it's very easy it's very easy for people to get like played and stuff like that so do you think like oh uh, yeah is has been helpful for you um actually yeah i feel like before i joined g-star i didn't have um any direction like i had a lot of support from major people in the industry plenty of people you know you even saw four was in here like right. i had a lot of support from like a lot of different people but i didn't really have direction you know um so i was just like going i was just, at that point i was just going i'm like upload to youtube make money deposit the money keep going keep going keep going anything to kind of like put food on the table and keep myself like going mm-hmm. um but then when i joined up with ji and g star our manager gabi um it gave me a lot more direction one because gabi like he used to manage a car french montana mike towers he has like a, a good track list um so he gave us like a lot of direction you know he gives us like a schedule he gave us a, we, we built our own studio so okay. we had we have our own little studio in the Bronx. It was like a space to work and it's just a space to focus. Um, and I feel like a lot of upcomers don't really have, you know, like a mentor or a manager or anybody to turn to when you need direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gabi gave me that. Gabi gave me like all the direction I needed. Um, he had me in the studio locked in with Jay for like months at a time, just working, getting to know each other. Um, and above all, he made it like family first. Like we do everything together as a family. If you win, I win. And then we all win. Like it goes straight down the line. Um, so until I met him, I was just drifting all over the place. I was working with Fresher. I was just jumping all over, like, anyone who's giving me a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, once I got grounded, it was like, okay, this is the artist. This is the team. This is what we're going to do. Um, and it was it was great, you know. Like, now it's it really great. Now, like, every, everyone in New York want to work with me now, you know. Like, I got shit with Melvani. I got shit with Stunner. I got some shit with KJ Bola on his posthumous album. So shit is going crazy, you know. Okay, okay. That's dope. I think that's great. Um yeah, that's really important that you have a team and stuff like that. So I want to ask, though, so since your transition from, you know, like you said, oh, and if you guys have any questions, feel free to leave them in the chat box because I know, like, new people have joined this live prior to the beginning. Um, So I just wanted to know, since you've basically been moving up in the industry, how has that maybe changed for you personally with your, like, whether it be with your family, like, do they understand fully what you do? Like, are they still learning? Like, what is that like? How is it like with your friends? Things of that nature. Damn, that was a, that's a really good question. I feel like a lot of us don't get to speak on it a lot. Um, I'm not going to lie, it's been really weird. Um, a lot of new money, a lot of new people, you know, a lot. it's just been a lot of new things. Um, just for me personally to handle and then, like, having to do those things, move it over to the family side. Uh, it hasn't been easy. But it's it's not easy because it's stressful. It hasn't been it hasn't been easy because like I'm the first one in my family to really do it, you know, like mm-hmm. there's there's no one in my family who's really like pursued music and been successful with it and like, you know, went forward. So it's been kinda really hard to um 
show like like this is what I'm doing now, you know, like um even with my mom, I gotta tell my mom every day, like mom, I'm going to Puerto Rico, mom I'm going to Miami, mom, I'm gonna be in the studio for like a month and a half working on an EP, like mom, I'm gonna be doing these things. Um and it's just been really crazy, you know, like especially because we're all still like local, like local in the sense where like we, we don't live in like LA or anything like that. Like we're we're in Brooklyn. Um so it's been it's been kinda rough to like figure out like, you know, who to keep around and who not to keep around and kind of filter relationships and things like that and figure out how to, you know, be wise with money and do taxes and credit and, you know, just like, yeah, <laughs> just like, like, you know, like live life, like how I used to live, but now I can't do it anymore, you know, the way I, the way I want. So it's been, it's been kind of weird, you know? Right. I definitely think it's a process and I definitely think the longer that you keep at it, you know, you'll become accustomed and you'll learn to adjust. Yeah, so, yeah. My next question for you is, um, if you could work with any artist, mm -hmm. who would it be and why? Um, <laughs> On my list right now, this is going to sound super cocky, but the only person I really want to work with right now is Drake. Um, okay. Um, Drake's been, Drake's camp is, is fuck, fucks with me heavy. One of his producers fucks with me heavy. I've even communicated with Boy Wonder a few times. He fucks, and you already know he fucks with jazz music. He's about being used to, so it, it's just been like a, a runaround at this point. Like that's all I, whoever. Like I only wanted to work with Drake when I first started. Like my whole YouTube channel was just Drake type beats, like for four hundred videos. Um, oh wow! Yeah. Dedication. So it was super dedication. Um, I wasn't playing like I was on it. Um, mm -hmm. and you know I, that's that's like that that was just it for me. Like I was like once I work with Drake, like I, I could retire in peace. You know. Um. But everyone else I've been kind of tagging here and there, like, everyone's slowly coming along. Everyone I always wanted to work with is slowly coming along. Mm -hmm. um, and if and if I don't work with them personally and directly, then I work with them through through J.I. So it's been, you know, it's been here and there. Drake is just the only elusive one right now. He's eluding me crazy. <laughs> it's coming, though. All right. So y'all y'all watch out for that, that Drake. We are manifesting that. <laughs> yeah, right? We got we to gotta manifest that early. Right. So my next question for you is, what is your favorite thing about producing? Oh, um, honestly, like, so when I started producing, like, I don't know if you look at my titles and shit on YouTube, but every beat I've done, like, has a specific moment, like, to me. Um, so it'll be like, I, it's gonna sound mad corny, but like, some of them was named after like a girl or something like that. And be, like, oh, you was in your bag. Yeah, yeah. So you know, like, so like everything I did, every like every beat or production, if you want to call it that, I did was like it revolved around something that was going on in my life. Like if I was struggling with rent with my mom, or mm -hmm. um, just struggling like to have a relationship with my my little brother because I'm always traveling, things like that. You know, um, it was always like revolving around my life. And this is the first time now, like now that I'm in the industry and working with different people, I don't really have the luxury to do that anymore. So it's been kind of um, it's been kind of weird because like my main source of creativity came from things in my life. And now, like when you're when you're with the artist, or you know the artist is like there with you, um, and you may not be going through shit at the time, so I can't sit in the studio and wait for something to happen and be like, damn, I gotta make a beat. I gotta be like, okay, where am I gonna get this like creative creativity from? So um, these days I get it mostly just from the energy, like from the artist. Like if they're happy, I'm happy, and I just keep it simple like that. And if they're feeling the vibe, I'm going crazy, you know. Okay, I think that's that's pretty fair. So now I have this little uh, segment I do. It's called Quarantine Q&A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we've been, I really 
don't know what it is anymore. Some states are in quarantine. Some states aren't. Like, New Jersey is not in quarantine anymore, but I really don't know. It's Where you at right now? Yeah, yeah. Um, America's a joke. But anyway, <laughs> um, so in this segment, I basically just asked a bunch of questions in regards to quarantine. So my first question is, what was your quarantine like? Were you still creating? What like what was your reaction to it at first? Things of that yeah. nature. Um, wow. So I ain't gonna lie, when when quarantine first started, I thought I was about to be making like twenty beats a day. It wasn't like that at all. I didn't make shit for like the first half of quarantine. I was just like I was like, what's going on? Like am I falling off? Where's my creativity? Like, it's weird. Yeah, I was like I was panicking. I'm like, damn like like, this got to come somewhere. Yeah, I was like, oh, so um, I want to say like the first half of my quarantine was just figuring out like, okay, what like it, it was a test because it's like as a producer, once you get really skilled, you got to be able to tap into that creativity no matter the situation, happy, sad, whatever. So quarantine was a test. Like, okay, can I do this with nothing to go off of? You know, um, and I did. You know, like I had to. I had no choice. Like. We had deadlines, you know, niggas got deadlines for EPs and projects and things of that nature. So, um, I just I was like, fuck it, I gotta buckle down and, and, and really get it done. So for the for the first half of quarantine, I didn't do nothing. For the second half of quarantine, I was in the studio every single day, just working. I was making like eight eight beats a day. I'm be real, like eight beats a day, going crazy. Um, and I think yeah, it was just really like figuring figuring myself out as a producer. Like, can I do this no matter the circumstance? And I did it, and I feel like it made me better. So. I think that's fair. And I think everyone at first was definitely like, what is going on? And, you know, you definitely had to adjust to this new way of life, essentially. Yeah. So, and I think even though you mentioned that at first you weren't really making beats, I think that's important that we do take breaks. Mm -hmm. I feel like as creatives, you know, we're always on like, okay, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. But you can't experience burnout, right? So I feel like it's super important to, you know, still chill at some point in time so another question i have is while you were in quarantine and you were like taking that time to not make beats were you like watching any shows were you reading anything or like do you like what shows did you watch things of that nature um did i i'm not gonna lie um i figured like when, when quarantine first started of course like i was home like everyone else for like the first two weeks and I wasn't doing shit. I was watching like Rick and Morty, Family Guy and I'm like, damn, is this like going to be my whole quarantine? And luckily like I said, we had built the studio um, in the Bronx. So I was like um, I figured like I don't want to just sit around here like all day at the crib and just like watch Rick and Morty and Family Guy and shit like that. So um, I went to the studio like I think, like, the third weekends of quarantine, I got mad hate for it, of course, because, you know, masking, like, what are you doing, corona? <laughs> but um, I figured, like, I figured that the best way for me to, like, get creative was to at least be in the creative space. Because, you know, when you're home, you don't really want to, you just want to chill. Word. I can't. I just don't feel inspired being home. At all. So I was like, I packed a suitcase, and I was like, I'm going to go live in the studio for a month. And... Let's just go see what's up. So mm-hmm. I packed the suitcase. I, I stayed at the studio. Like, um, of course, we got like a TV and a PlayStation and shit. But um, just being able to be like, okay, whenever I'm ready, I go right into the next room and I start working. 
Um, it made me more like, I don't know, it made me more driven. Like, when, when you got the tools in front of you, and it's just like, I don't want to waste these tools. Mm. It's just like, it gives you a lot more motivation to go crazy. So, um, I was just staying there for a month, and I was just waking up every morning, getting breakfast, making beats, and just, just you know, kicking it in there. And I felt like being in that, that space really is what pushed me to be productive during quarantine, because just being home wasn't it, you know? Yeah, I wasn't. definitely feel like being home is not it i mean but that is good that you had the opportunity to like leave and yeah, like, right work <laughs> but um i just want to point out if you guys have questions please leave them in the question box a lot of people like to wait till the very end to start asking questions so if you have a question don't be shy <laughs> no um so i want to know like what are some of your goals for the remainder of the year because you know 2020 i feel like has death than not what we planned. Yeah. But some of your... Um, yo, what's up, Des? My fault. Um, so I think, okay, I have a few goals for the end of the year. Mm -hmm. So the first one is to do at least one more project, one or two more projects with JI. Um, right. Run that up. Um, the second thing I wanted to do was, um, recently I've been work like when I work with artists, I don't mm -hmm. like just doing singles anymore. I kind of like doing um, projects. So, like, well, even with Melvani, like, I got one song coming out with Melvani called One Man Army, and that shit goes crazy. And I was like, yo, why don't we just do an EP? And I was like, okay. So, I've been, I've been trying to, I'm trying to, my goal by the end of the year is to have, like, bodies of work that are, like, in my name. You know, like, as a producer, like, the okay. artist and the producer. Because um, I feel like I, I got to that point where it's like, I'm fire, my nigga. Like, the fuck? Like, we want like, to do these projects. Like, you know, I, you know like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be putting my name on these projects. So I want to do um at least three projects where it's like me and the artist as opposed to just the artist and you see me somewhere in the credits that you got to look and, and scroll for mm -hmm. and shit like that. Um, I wanna I wanna try to get Grammy nominated for the Mozzie album that I did. Um, I'm hoping that gets Grammy nominated. Can't speak too much on that. Um, and I want to uh this this is this is like a cheap cheap goal, but I want to hit ten thousand followers. Um, oh, okay. right there, you know, right there, nah, nah, but um. I want to get there, and I definitely want to um try to move my family um into like a nice house by the end of the year. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. That, all solid. You know, little baby goals. A lot of my, a lot of the goals I had, like I kind of been knocking them out faster than I anticipated, which is a good and a bad thing. But um, now it's just I got to the point again where it's like now I'm just like okay, I got to reevaluate what I want to do. Um, I, I wanted to work with Jay. I did that. I wanted to be on like four albums. I did that. You know, it's just like I'm I'm knocking out all these things quickly as things go by. So I'm trying to just change the goals day by day, you know, and just keep it pushing. Right. I think that's good. And I also feel like as, you know, as we do accomplish our goals, we always are like, okay, so what's next? And yeah. I think that's normal though, because that's how you keep the momentum and that's how you, you know, keep it going. So you mentioned that you, you know, a lot of your producing you were you were doing it in New York. So, um, my next question for you is, what are your thoughts on L.A., if you've ever been, and, like, would you live out there? Would you produce out, like, what, what are your thoughts on it? Man, I was actually in L.A. Um, towards the end of last year going crazy. That's how I met Mozzie. Mm -hmm. um, I went to L.A. the first time, and I was homeless. Like, I was laying on the floor with cats. My, like, it my was real. fear in life. Mm -hmm. It's homeless? <laughs> oh, yeah, it was crazy. I had bad management at the time when I was in L.A., and I was sleeping on the floor with cats and shit was horrible. So um, the second time I went out to L.A., like, I went with my grandma. I'm, I'm going to get mad at Asker for that. But I went with my grandma. Um, 
And I was like, yo, like, um, I can't do this again. So um, I love L.A. I love the L.A. music scene. And I feel like um, all you really need to do, like, when it comes to L.A. music is work with, like, maybe one to three really big L.A. artists um, just to just to show, like, you could cross the coast. Mm-hmm. Because um, I, was, I was upset at first because my first major placement was with Mozzie. And Mozzie's on the West. And I'm from New York. And no one in New York really knows who Mozzie is. Mm-hmm. So um, I was getting my ass cut every day. Like, oh, da-da-da. You need a Mozzie. So then I jumped over to the East Coast and I worked with J.I. So, um, yeah, it was, it, I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings about the, the L.A. music scene. But, um, Me too. Yeah, right? I have mixed feelings about the L.A. music scene. But I feel like once, you, once you're in the music scene in L.A. with one person, then you're pretty much good. Um, yeah. I hope that answered your question. <laughs> yeah, it did. Um, I actually was, like, living in L.A. And from January to March until Corona. Cause mm-hmm. I was like a semester out there, and like, I just don't know. Like, think looking back, it's like I kind of missed it. But then, like while I was there, I was like, I actually fucking hate it here. Yeah. So I really don't know. But I do know for like anyone that moves out to LA, it's like really hard. Oh yeah, it's it's, it's hard as fuck. You know, like it's wild out there. Like that's why I'm like, if you ever go to LA, just have one major connect and you're valid but you go out there, yeah like you're going out there just off this muscle oh i was hurting i was hurting bad right we have a question let me mm-hmm. see oh we got a couple of questions why were they popping up mm-hmm. okay first one what software do you use to make beats um i use fl studio i used to use ableton ableton i don't really like as much i use fl studio but a lot of people ask that wrong question. It shouldn't be what doll you use. It should be like, what do you use to mix or master? Um, I can't share that because you know that's my little saucy sauce. Mm, you know. Yeah, but I use I use FL to do like all my beats. So. Okay. Let me see next one. Any tips on growing a YouTube type beat channel? Yes. Um, yo, for anyone in here that's watching and wants to know what to do with YouTube, it's simple. You guys probably heard it before, but, um, do one type beat and just master that. Like, basically, YouTube goes by, like, lanes. You won't get really, um, you won't get attention unless you have a lane and you dominate a lane. For me, like, I took over the Drake type beat lane. Like, I took it up, I took it over to the point where, like, even New York Times was, like, featuring me. Like, they were like, yo, Drake type beats, boom, Jabari on the beat. Um... So I I tell them, like, just get one lane and then, like, just take that lane over. So that way, if if anyone is searching for, like, a beat in that lane, you'll pop up, you'll pop up, you'll pop up. And that way you become, like, a monopoly. It's kind of fucked up, but if, you, if you're able to monopolize one lane and get known for one lane, then it's very easy to cross over into the next after you just get one down pack, you know? Okay, thank you for answering that. Someone said, how can I send my question? It should be in the question <laughs> box. But if you can't, just do it as a comment, and I'll read it. <laughs> um, it's lit in here right now. 22? Right, gang shit. I appreciate y'all. Um, um, could you give me some feedback on some of my beats? Yes. Um, everybody asking. I finally got a second phone. My second phone works. Text it and send it there, I, and I can give you my advice. My shit to be flooded. Y'all already know my shit to be flooded. So if I'm a little bit delayed in responding, I apologize. 
Um, but text them to me. Um, you can email them, but my emails is like clapped right now. Like y'all wild in the email. So try to just text them. Okay, you guys heard it here first. Um, 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 um Okay, this is another question. Would you work with the underground artists? Um, yes, I, I actually used to work with an underground artist called Sewer Person. Um, and I kind of helped build them up and like, mm -hmm. I almost even got them signed to Atlantic. Um, I would work with underground artists. Recently, I've been straying away just because working with underground artists requires a lot of time and attention that people don't take into consideration. Um, when you work with an underground artist, you're not really working with them for a placement. You're working with, with them to develop them into a, an artist, you know? Um, and that shit takes like a lot of resources and time and mental capacity. And, you know, I've been trying to just make sure all my mental, like, attention has been going to J.I. and making sure, like, I give him the best work that I possibly can. Um, but, yeah, I do I do still work with underground artists here and there. It's just shit. Shit's been real, real hectic because of deadlines and trying to make sure everything is just the best it could be, you know, getting pushed out and shown to the world. Yo, we had 31 viewers. What's going on? <laughs> um, GDK? No, no, no. Okay. A lot of these are kind of like questions that he answered already, so I'm not gonna like repeat. Damn, it's <laughs> um, that many. Yeah, they're like mostly like how can people like get their songs listened to or um Yo, for everybody watching, I'm gonna try to do a live stream again soon. I've been getting mad DMs, y'all wilding on me. <laughs> so basically like I, I usually love like I'm glad your niece loves JI. I love J. I too. But basically, um, uh, every Friday I would do like a live stream on my YouTube and it'll be packed, like 300 viewers. I'm mm -hmm. gonna start doing that again, um, so I can listen to everybody's music. I know y'all want me to listen to your music and give y'all critiques. I'm gonna get back on that shit soon. I just been mad busy. I'm not even in New York right now, but we about to get back on it. Okay, so that sounds good. So my last question for you is. Mm -hmm. If you could leave the viewers um, or listeners one thing to remember about you, yeah. what would it be and why? Um, okay. So one thing I want to leave all y'all with um, is something I tell myself a lot. Um, so coming into the game, I wasn't, like, super confident in myself, and I wasn't super confident in my abilities. And I still, um, to this day, sometimes I still kind of wave and falter in that. Um, but I want to say, I want you guys to be a person that um, people want to come to you. Um, I feel like, especially in the music industry and, and life in general, I feel like we don't, a lot of us are really passive and we're not people that attract, we're people that attract to. Um, and I don't want to, um, I want everyone to be somebody that like you bring people in. You bring people in and show them what you what you can do. Don't be somebody that just is attracted to somebody. I want you guys to always contribute. Um, and I I feel like we don't we don't contribute. You know, like a lot of us don't want to contribute. We want to like take in. And I I made it my mission like these days to always push out and do as much as I can and contribute. Um, and I feel like yeah, just contribute, contribute as much as you can, and it's gonna go. It's gonna take you real real long, real real far in the long run. Um, people are gonna realize that like you're a person uh, of value, not just a person that right. is like a spectator. Um, right. and people appreciate people appreciate someone that's always willing to contribute and give, as opposed to take and just sit back and watch. Okay, 
Um, that's got me really far in the industry, being humble and always being willing, um, willing to give even if I don't have. You do that, you're gonna go super far. I promise you. All right, thank you so much. We do have more questions. Um, yeah, listen, I know already. They're wilding, right? <laughs> Puerto Rico's <laughs> lit. I like Puerto Rico. Okay, they're all just about the same. Okay, wait. Someone said, "What my... question?" Mm. Let me tap it. Okay, this is gonna be the last one. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> What microphone do you recommend if you want to start recording songs in your house? Um, I'm gonna be real with y'all. Get a um, get a USB mouse. It's called a UAD. I think 37. One of them. Um, but it's called UAD something. Get a USB mic. Don't focus so much on the equipment. Focus more so on the mixing. Um, I had a shitty USB mic, but I was mixing like a pro or what I thought was to be a pro. Um, don't really don't really let the equipment like hold you back. Um. More so focus on like learning the techniques to make shit sound good. Damn, y'all wilding right now. <laughs> okay, so this wraps up the Black Talk Radio <laughs> IG Live with Jabari. I just want to thank you so much for chatting with me and taking the time out today. I want to thank everybody who was in this live who has been rocking with us, which is super fun. Where we had um, a celebrity in here, we had Fora, like they was wild. Right? It, was, it was a party, okay? Yeah. <laughs> a quarantine party. Oh, someone said your shirt is nice. What brand is that? Y'all just BBC pause. Billionaire Boys Club, not the other BBC. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you're top five. Um, thank y'all <laughs> for tuning in with me. This was so much fun. This will go on my IGTV as soon as I exit. Let's hope because Instagram be doing this weird thing sometimes <laughs> where like I try to post and then my phone just crashes. So let's hope that don't happen. Fingers crossed. Right. Um, and also, it will be on the Spotify, our Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, and our website. So thank you guys so much. Thank you, Jabari. Enjoy nah, of course. Go, go to the pool. You deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, guys. Thanks for having me again. I appreciate it so much. We're going to do this again soon after I get a Grammy. All right. Your, your word. <laughs> Got you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Bye, guys.